This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Indoors or out, fall, winter, spring, and summer, whenever you garden, wherever you garden, this is the show that covers it all. The AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And good morning. (laughs) Yes, indeed. It is one of those uh, fine days where we have uh, beautiful sunshine happening out there, Charlie. And uh, basically, it's going to be a grand day. Temps get to above freezing. Yes. So spring's on the way. <laughs> and when the sun shines, yeah. it's all good, right? Yeah. We just feel, feel really always more chipper, more energetic. So e- Exactly. Yeah, so liking that uh, liking that blue sky out there. By the way, uh, I'm Frank Proctor, the sous chef mm-hmm. of the uh, garden Now, here. spell sous for me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We've had well, so many I think, renditions on I th- this. I think it is S-O-U-S. Is I believe it, uh, you're correct. Yes. The last one I saw was S-U-E, which is very cute. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, we've had a few sous, sous chef, uh, sous, uh, you know, options. Gee, you don't think there's anything I said that Guy there's not going to be any, anybody liturgious out there. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Anyway, uh, those who sue. Um, <laughs> no, no, uh, I think it was more like Sue, short for Susan. Ah, there you are. Hmm. Uh, Why not? Charlie phone, and Sue. Phone number. That's good. Charlie and Sue. Charlie and Sue. Well, thank you. A boy named Sue. Exactly. Well, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Charlie Cash coming up to me here. Phone numbers. Can I get those on here? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then we'll do our little mantra. Mm, yes. Uh, 416-360-0740 for anybody living in Toronto. Elsewhere in the province, toll free, my friends. one 866 740 And our little mantra, if we may, here yes. we go. Call, call early, early, call often, often. one question, question per call. Now, see, right. I had to finish. I think you forgot it. No, I didn't. Didn't you? I made it up. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> of course, oh, yeah. we're, asking, we're asking you and, and encouraging you to call yes. to talk about what's going on in your house plants or out in the garden, some right. of your plans, something you've seen, something that's on your mind. would love to hear what's going on in your garden. Always Good things, keeping, uh, bad oh. things. Funny stories. We're open to oh, anything. Lord love a duck. Yes. <laughs> yes. Love okay. more than just ducks. No. All right. Now, now you've got a couple of announcements. Yeah. We always have a few announcements. And as, you know, spring is in the air, the announcements do start the coming in. The societies are <laughs> flying their stuff in That's right. Stuff's happening. <clears throat> so, always remember, if I don't uh, announce something in your locale and you're looking for an event of a horticultural nature, you can always go to the web, www gardenontario.org is the official website for the Ontario Horticultural Society and all the various societies show up there with their meetings, locations and times. But in the meantime we're getting to um, the CD Saturdays. <laughs> so this yes, is uh, I've been through, oh, I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> CD Saturdays No, yes. no, no, I'm not. CD Saturdays are all about seed swaps. Oh. Yes. And uh, seed swaps are designed for people that save seeds hmm. and uh, want to swap and try new and interesting varieties that they will 
you know, exchange at a swap. There's a lot of emphasis on heritage varieties. Uh, so some of the older varieties of fruits and vegetables will mm-hmm. often show up in these situations, including flowers. Now, that's not always a good thing. Some of the older varieties weren't as good or as floriferous or as yeah. whatever, mm. pretty, uh, particularly in the case of the ornamental uh, seeds, as some of the newer ones. But certainly the argument can be made that many of the vegetables and fruits are far tastier. So here's a here's one coming up. CD Saturday. It's a free seed exchange. It's coming up on February the 6th at St. Jude's Anglican Church. That's at 81 Peel Street in Brantford. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's from 10 o'clock till 3 o'clock. You will have the opportunity to tour displays, talk with vendors, ask gardening questions, and shop. There's going to be all kinds of stuff there. Obviously, the, the flower vegetable seeds will be for sale, but there'll also, like I say, be a swap going on. There'll be tools and books for purchase as well. Guest speakers are going to be uh, available that day to, to entertain you. And the ladies of the church will have coffee and baking available. Oh, the ladies of the church, when they get to that baking table, yeah, You don't kind of get past that table, right? You get that far and stop. Uh, So plan to join. And remember, bring your packaged flower or vegetable seeds to exchange for others that you have been looking for. Mm. And, of course, you know, you've got to have the name on the package. Everybody wants to know Mm -hmm. as much as you know about those seeds when you you, uh, uh, bring them in. Even if you don't have seeds, go anyway because there will be lots lots going on. Now, uh, next things are kind of coming up uh, in February. So we can hold off on some of the others. Uh, the Huronia Rose Society, February 10th. I'll tell you more about that next week. Uh, also February 10th, the, the Riverdale Hort Society will be meeting. So I'll tell you more on those just because it, it's enough in the future that I don't need to get into too much detail now. But um, remember as well, in our second half, we're mm-hmm. going to have a special guest. Oh yeah. Um, last week, remember, we had an orchid expert. Well, this week we're having our friend Michael Bentley is going to be back. He's the president of Sierra Sill. Oh, right. So he'll be here to tune us in, give us some information. Uh, anybody who wants to call, ask any questions, or share any anecdotal information about Sierra Sill. And how it's so. working for you. That's mm-hmm. right. Do so in the next half hour. We love to hear your stories, and Michael particularly loves to hear your stories. Of course. Well, you have a vested interest, doesn't he? I, mean, <laughs> I was really? going to say. Yeah. He is president, after all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to return to uh, Charlie Dobbin and her advice to you. And hey, as uh, Charlie was mentioning, we also take advice from you. So give us a call. The phone number is one more time, 416-360-0740, Toronto. Anywhere else in the province, it is toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. Back in a moment. Through rainy days and long droughts, infestations and early frost, she's the one constant in your garden. You're listening to the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. All righty. Welcome back. Frank Proctor uh, along Mike's side here, sharing this Saturday with you and yours with Charlie. And, uh, gee, what's our first call, Andre? Um, I'm not sure whether I uh, have them numbered or not. No? Uh, is it? Should we start at the top? Work oh. our way down? <laughs> is it Alice in Mississauga? It is. No, it's Donna. It's Donna, Donna from oh, Burlington. Okay. There we go. Donna, uh, how are you this morning? Hello. Hi. Good morning. Hi, Donna. Yes, I'm fine. Thank you. What's going on in your garden, Donna? Well... I uh, I received a, a bouquet of, of roses, actually, last Mother's Day, mm-hmm. and um, they all eventually died, drooped their heads and died, except one, mm-hmm. and um, it stayed up straight in the in the vase, and uh, so I put it in a bud vase. Mm-hmm. The leaves stayed green, and the flower head dried up, mm-hmm. straight up, mm-hmm. just dried perfectly nice. in, this, in the water still, mm. and... Um, and then it leafed out again. Oh, really? And it's it's 
now it's still I still have it in the vase in the water, and um, the head's dry, mm-hmm. uh, but it's got these all of these new leaves coming out on it. Wow! And in in the um, right at the very base of the of the uh, um, rose, it it seems to look like maybe little sprouts coming out on it. That would make sense exactly. Well, I'll tell you, it's unusual. I I've I've never heard of a rose rooting in in a vase, mm-hmm. you know, a cut rose. They've come typically from you know Ecuador, from a long ways away. Mm-hmm. So they, it, this is unlikely to be a rose that's going to survive well in your garden. Mm-hmm. But it, it may. You never know. So it's cool. It's very mm. very neat. What I would do is it's like a cutting right now. So yeah. it'd be like taking a cutting of anything. Mm-hmm. As those little fuzzy, hairy things on the base start to grow, you will have real roots happening there. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, you're going to want to cut off any of the, the faded uh, rose flower that is still there, and thus encouraging green growth and green leaves to grow. And uh, keep doing what you're doing, like keep that water fresh. I mean, that's partly what's happened is you've obviously been good at cle- cleaning the water, cleaning the vase, and mm-hmm. no bacteria has grown. Because that's usually what kills our cut flowers. It's okay. the bacteria in the water and grows in the vase, kills, you know, just rots the, uh, the stems of our cut flowers. Mm-hmm. So you've done a good job, like I say, keeping it nice and clean and fairly sterile. So that's why it survived. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you're going to want to pot it up into a pot at some point in the next month or so, probably. And then I'd put it outside. Side, soon as the ground is frost free, you know, you the, and the, the temperatures are warm, mm-hmm. harden it off, prepare it for that big bad real world, slowly introduce it to the sun and the wind out there, and then find a nice sunny spot, plant it out in the garden. Uh, you wow, might just what a story. come yeah. up with a real nice little rose plant. Oh, okay. And okay. but but do pr- do plan to protect it, assuming it thrives this next spring and summer. Right. Do protect it next fall before winter comes, meaning hill that uh, with a nice nine, ten inches of of soil over the crown of the plant okay. uh, as winter's coming on mm-hmm. as a, in an effort to keep it alive in the winter. Okay. Well, what, what color's the rose? It's sort of a peachy yellow color. Oh, nice. lovely. Very yeah. pretty. Yeah, nice one to keep alive. So if you have a nice sunny spot, just make sure it's real nice soil you put it into. Lots okay. of organic matter. No, I should cut it right back, though. Well, <clears throat> I'm assuming, so you've got at the top sort of the dried bud. It's, but sh- it's dried flower right now. Yeah, dried flower. And then the leaves are coming out along the stem below that. Just below it. That's right. So you're going to cut off that dried flower. Okay. You might want to save that, preserve that, because that's the first flower. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then, yeah, exactly. Just allow those leaves, you know, little branches are going to start to grow where those leaves are sprouting. Okay. Okay? All right. Sounds good. It's very good, though. Good for you. Thank you very much. Boy, <laughs> Mom Nature's pretty wild, eh? Isn't she, though? Yeah, that, that's an incredible story. Golly. And that's a Mother's Day bouquet, too. Now, so there you, you see, are. Uh-huh. You know, moms can, can nurture anything. <laughs> a little wisdom <laughs> from the wizard of the garden herself. Well, all right. All right. Herself. <laughs> herself. Ah, oh, bless her heart. Well, now, let's see where we're going here. Oh, to Alice in Mississauga. Is that it? Yes? Yes, it is. All right. Hello, Alice. Good morning. Good morning, sir. (laughs) Good morning, Alice. I've waited for you because I am in trouble with my plants. Oh, what's Uh that? When I was in the hospital in September, a friend brought me a spider plant. Mm -hmm. We have looked after it like one of the family, Mm -hmm. but I put it, uh, it's a zebra plant. Mm -hmm. I put it in a new dish because I didn't want the water running under the table, and it didn't seem to like it. Now it's gone all the leaves is brown and it's dropped right down instead of shining up 
Oh. So what happened was it, you put it in another pot uh, without Oh, no, no. Drainage. I never repotted it oh. because I was listening to your club, uh-huh. and it said don't repot these things for another year. Right. I, I just put the whole thing in a dish mm-hmm. so that if the water came, sure. I watered it from the bottom, Okay. and the water sometimes comes over. But... What can I do to revive this plant? Well, it sounds to me, and you're right, to put a saucer below, as you did, to catch yes. the water. Though yes. there's no reason to water a sp- spider plant from below. I would typically water it from above oh. and let the water go through the soil and then drain into the saucer below. Of course, you never want to put so much water that the saucer overflows. And then you let it sit in that water in the saucer for yeah, 20 minutes, half an hour. Yes. And if there's still water left in the saucer after half an hour... Then dump the excess water down the sink. Now, what's probably happened is that it's just sat in too much water for too long and it has started to rot. So the question is, is it still alive or has it just completely rotted away and is now dead? No, some of the leaves are bright. It's had two plumes on it since I got it. Okay, well, there you go. So get it. They're all they're hanging down. So Mm -hmm. sad. Looks so sad. All right. So here's what I would do: get out some little scissors, cut off any leaves that are not green and white and striped and firm and good looking. So if there's anything that's kind of paper thin and and blousy, dried up, just trim all that away. So clean the whole plant up that way so that what you're looking at is is much smaller, obviously, but it looks much more alive. Then get it into the sunniest spot you can in your house, a sunny windowsill. And allow it to become very, well, quite dry before you water it again. So use your finger, feel the soil. If the soil is still spongy and moist, do not water it until it gets to the point of being quite dry and not so spongy, you know, so it's dry to the touch. Then when you do water, like I say, water from the top, and it might only be, you know, a quarter cup of water, I guess, depending on the size of the pot, but enough water that it'll drain through the drainage holes into your little saucer below, leave the water for half an hour and then dump out the excess and keep doing that only water when it starts to feel dry oh i hope this survives i think it will spider plants are pretty tough the rad we we put it on the window ledge but we don't get much sun but it was bright okay and the heat from the rad Mm. we think might have made it go the leaves brown yes it does is that what you have radiators below yes is it a is it a blowing duct or is it an actual like the old-fashioned radiators it's the old-fashioned radio where it gets very hot. Yeah, so that's the thing. It's okay. dry heat. Too. Yeah, it's too yeah. dry. So you're right. It's too hot and too dry there. So maybe what you'll have to do is bring it away from the window onto yeah. a table, you know, five or six feet away. Uh, but oh, well, thank you very much because I don't want to lose it. No, you shouldn't. It'll, it should be fine. Spider plants are pretty tough, and they're good plants as house plants because they do an awful lot of purifying of our air. They clean our air for us. And so they're yeah, certainly... this is what they said. And this guy that brought it from the state, well, he didn't bring it from the state, but he comes from the state. And he said he brought it to me, and I know I could not afford to buy that type of a plant because mm. it's beautiful. Good stuff. But well, I'm so afraid I'm going to lose. No, I don't huh? think so. You give us a call <clears throat> if yeah. it's not looking Let's... any better in a couple of weeks. But uh, but just follow those Thank instructions. You. Very much. You're very I welcome. For your show, last time it was too late. <laughs> okay. Good for you for calling I in early. I hope my plant grows. <laughs> I think it will. And thanks for listening to the mantra. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very <laughs> much, Alice. Bye, Charlie. Bye, bye, Alice. <laughs> bye, bye. Uh, we'll be along to talk to Margaret and Eris right after these words on the Charlie Dobbin Garden Show. Transplanting good ideas from one gardener to another. This is the AM seven forty Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. 
I'm Frank Proctor, your sous chef. And by the way, in, in for uh, Grace today, she's got the day off. It's Andre, and doing a fine job too, might I say. Uh, phone numbers, 416-360-0740. That's for Toronto listeners. And then for anybody else in the province, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. So we uh, have to talk now to Margaret. Well, we don't want to. Yeah, we, want, we, we want have to. to. <laughs> we want to talk to Margaret. Margaret's next in, in, in the Eris. queue. Yes, you are. Hi, good morning, uh, Margaret. Good morning, how are you? <laughs> just great. Thank you for taking my call. Our pleasure. Where's Eris? Eris is just outside of Guelph. Oh, okay. Oh. It's, it's just a little little hamlet kind of thing. It's not even that. Oh, my. <laughs> but it's a, it's a lovely spot. I bet it is. Yeah, and we have, um, we, we, we are fortunate enough that we have acreage, and so we have a shed, we, what we call our bird shed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we love birds, and so we have them. And so what, what we have done in this bird shed is we have one large room that we are planting, and we want to uh, to have birds flying free in there. Oh, tro- so you want so tropical plants. Yeah. But we have elephant ears that we have put in there, but my husband has just recently read that part of the elephant ear is poisonous. Do you know which part of the elephant ear is poisonous? Well, tell me what plant you've planted, because there are several plants that are often referred to as elephant ear. Ah, okay. This is a big... Oh, it's, it's huge. Okay, so it's probably... Um, it literally, the, the, the leaves are the size of an elephant ear. Okay, so this is probably a philodendron. Okay. Uh, philodendron, P-H-I-L-O, and then dendron. Yeah. That's probably what you've got growing, because they do have big leaves. Yeah. And they do often grow as a vine, actually. Okay. Uh, wonderful, obviously, tropical plants uh, do very, very well over the long term. Uh, you can have them for years and years and years. Yeah. As far as I know, there are no parts of that plant that are poisonous. Okay. But I am happy to check it out. The main thing, well, or even, see, the main thing is you, you need to know exactly what plant you have. Right. So for, you well, have... It, it, it's not a vine. It is a, it is a definite plant. It is a bushy plant. Yeah, it's, not, uh, yeah, it's bushy. It, it grows very tall. It's, it's probably at least, well, within the pod, it will be at least six feet tall. Right. Maybe more. Yeah. That's a good size With plant. With yeah. well, uh, elephant-sized ears, uh, or leaves, elephant yeah. ear-sized <laughs> leaves. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, our concern is if, if it is part of the leaf, if, if these little birds were to nibble on the leaf, sure. you don't want to lose them. No, that's right, exactly. And uh, they're green leaves. There's no yeah. variegation, no holes. No, no variegation, they're green. And smooth edges or yeah. margins, no um, yeah. indentations or anything like that. Okay, there is a very good website where you can check out. Actually, there's several good websites in terms of pets um, for poisonous plants. Okay. And the Agriculture Canada, so through the government of Canada, yeah. in, on the Ag Canada, they have a very big, two very big long lists. That one list is the common name, the other list is the Latin name. Okay. So you can look up on from either. Uh, so for many people, it's easier to go with the common name. So so feel free to go to that government of Canada, like Ag Canada poisonous plants. Just Google that, and you'll get that list. Go to common name, try elephant ears. But I know when I brought a kitten into my house. Uh, I was interesting because I was just look. He loves chewing things. Yeah. Uh, pa- plants are huge on his list, and um, <laughs> I uh, so I thought you know I'll just go see what's out there for somebody who's trying to figure out. Because honestly, for most people, a list with a bunch of names doesn't help us because we don't always know the names of our plants. So there are a couple of websites out there that actually have videos where they show you on video. Here's the here's the plant called you know such and such. Here's the part that's poisonous. Don't let your plant you know your pets eat it. 
And and it's very good that way because they're making a clear identification between names and what the plant looks like and then what part are the poisonous parts. Cause as what, you, what website do you go to? Yeah. Well, that was, I think I Googled poisonous plants, cats, or, or you know, ah, cats mm-hmm. and poisonous plants, or even just pets mm-hmm. and poisonous plants. So in your case, it's more of a bird thing that you need to know. But I, I would start with elephant ears on the Ag Canada site myself. Ag Canada? Yeah, Agriculture Canada. Ah, Ag Canada. AG, A-G yeah. Dot com? No, you know what? It'll be a big, long government website. Okay. So sorry, I don't know it off the top of my head. It's uh, Google it. Just okay. Google Agriculture Canada Poisonous Plants. Okay. 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 Sorry, I couldn't be of more use there, that's, but that's that's okay. That's the best. Me somewhere to go. Thank you. You're very welcome. Okay. Thanks, Thanks so much for, for your call. Okay. Bye. And uh, Charlie and uh, yours truly, Frank Proctor, joining you on this wondrous day. The following segment is sponsored by today's featured guest on the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Hello, Michael. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> morning, Michael. I should tell everybody who you are. This is Michael Bentley. He is the president, as I said earlier, of Sierra Sill. And Sierra Sill is a natural, nutritional, not nutritional, natural product, uh, supplement for helping out with stiff and, and sore joints and, and really helps with alleviating some of that stiffness. And my apologies, Michael. I thought I had ordered this stuff from you. What, what in turn had happened, I had simply uh, replied to Charlie and didn't forward it on to you. So that's the reason I haven't received my little supply, and I'm looking forward to it. Well, no problem. Uh, Frank, we, uh, we'll look forward uh, to helping you out once we get your address. You betcha. Okay, I'll get it to you. <laughs> I, Michael, I gave him a hard time. <laughs> oh, gee, did she ever. I pointed out that, you know, if you if you really want to try something, you really have to follow through and provide your address to the right people. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> but listen, my, uh, on your behalf, Michael, I was listening with great interest. Uh, we were chatting before the show, and I said, now, I know your uh, your guy, uh, Elliot, is, is taking this. To, how's, he, how's he doing on it? And you relate the story, because I was really impressed. Well, it is true. I mean, just, yeah, full disclosure here. Um, poor Michael's got to listen to now. He's supposed to be talking, but I'll just do a little talking right now. We brought you on air to listen. I'm happy to listen. Listen to me, Mike. Um, the, the trick was uh, through my relationship with Michael and Bentley and Sierra Sill, I've had access to free Sierra Sill tablets. And my husband said, I'd like to try them because he's had really stiff hips and mm-hmm. his joints. And, you know, he's, he's 58 years old and he's just getting a little stiffer in, in his age. So he started taking them. Gosh, when was that? Probably two months ago now. His, within literally 13 days or, you know, 11 days, he was feeling a lot better. And I went, this is great. I'm really liking this. So <clears throat> the, the thing is you take three a day and there's only 90 in the bottle. So within about 20 odd days, he's looking at his bottle dwindling down. He says to me, honey, this bottle's getting a bit low. And I said, well, I'll ask and see if Sierra so will send some more. And he said, okay, great. A couple days later, he comes back from our local health food store with a bag and he's just gone and bought some Sierra Sill because he doesn't want to run out. He's so yeah. worried that if he runs out, it, you know, w- you know, the world will come to an end. I don't know. He, he went and bought it. But it was, it was nice because he went to Ambrosia. That's our closest health food store. Walked in, just took a random staff person and said, I'm looking for Sierra Sill. Do you know where it is? Because this is a place that has thousands of products. Right. And the person goes, yep. Took him right to the shelf, right to the product, and he said, "He said, oh, is this quite popular? Like, you seem to know where it is.'" Person said, "Oh, yeah, it's very popular." Uh, and he said, "Do people like it?" And, and 
again, the staff person said we've had great, you know, really good anecdotal information from our customers. It's a it's a popular product and people are liking it. So he bought some, brought it home, and I laughed. And I go, well, you know, I could get some more at no cost. <laughs> so he's got a, he's got a, he's got a bit of a supply going on now. <laughs> well, that, that's great, and uh, uh, of course, I heard there's lots of anecdotal evidence, and the good news is there's also good clinical evidence too, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and that clinical evidence just supported us getting a U.S. patent as a nutritional supplement for osteoarthritis. So mm-hmm. uh, it's a it's a good news story well, all the way that's around. That's huge. Really so, to get that patent. Yeah. So this is something you would take instead of glucosamine because everybody seems mm-hmm. to know about glucosamine. Yes, you can take it uh, instead of or uh, in addition to glucosamine because mm-hmm. glucosamine, as as many of your listeners will know, is intended to try and help replace lost cartilage. Mm-hmm. But one of the challenges is the cartilage is always deteriorating. Mm-hmm. And Sierra actually is clinically shown to slow that down and reduce inflammation. Mm-hmm. So it gives you a chance to catch up to the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would, you know, if using a garden analogy, it would be like putting plants that uh, contribute nitrogen next to plants that soak up the nitrogen. Uh, so you get that balance in yeah, the soil. Exactly. Um, whereas, and so the Sierra Sil, um, uh really helps uh, provide that uh, calming effect to your body so it can do its natural repairs. Mm-hmm. I remember from our first conversation, Michael, that uh, it comes from the Sierra Mountains, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. Right, and it was discovered basically by a gold miner. Uh, or a, tra- a, a, a trapper, wasn't trapper, it? Trapper, Saw right. the animals, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, well, yeah, Frank, Frank is right on that. Is Our understanding was discovered by a gold miner oh, okay. who, who noticed animals coming to to uh, to graze on this, uh, this patch of mountain. And so he decided to try some of this mineral complex with some of his own domestic animals, had great results, and you know, one thing led to another, and uh, eventually uh, uh, we were made aware of it and uh, started to do the clinical research, which we felt was very important to do, and uh, that led to our introduction of it uh, into the market, and it's become a, a very popular product. Uh, as the salesperson at Ambrosia yeah. told Elliot, yes, exactly. It uh, it works for most people who try it. So you know, if people have sore, sore, uh, soreness or stiffness from activity, whether it's gardening, whether it's sports, uh, or whether it's even the march of time from age, and even some health conditions, uh, it's fantastic. And they, can I give out a phone number that oh, people sure, sure. Want yeah. yeah, please do. Uh, that number would be eight seven seven. Joint 14, and Joint 14, for those who might have cell phones uh, that they want to use, but not, of course, while they're driving, uh, 5646814. So 877-JOINT14 or 877-564-6814. And we do have people in our office uh, now, or you can call us after the show, and uh, happy to answer questions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our staff are not commissioned. Mm-hmm. so that there's no sort of pressure to buy or anything like that. We're just happy to answer your questions. And uh, if you're interested, we can refer you to a retailer close to mm-hmm. close to you or uh, offer uh, no-charge uh, Canada Post mailing. Again, testing my memory, Michael, I think it started out in the uh, B.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you started marketing the product, well, and Michael's, now it's moving right across. That's right? right. Michael's talking to us from Vancouver right now. That's right, yeah. Where it's, you know, sun, has the sun come up yet there? It has not come up, but that's <laughs> not a surprise to the people in Toronto. <laughs> It is winter. It is right. winter. But it's also dark still. I was going to say, and it's what about twelve or fifteen degrees there you know, right it's now? Pretty cold this morning. Really? It's, uh, it, I think it uh, got down to about six degrees.
degrees last night. Whoa, oh, gee. I know. Poor thing. Our newspapers are just full <laughs> of the whole, the panic or the certain amount of anxiety around the snow uh, layer mm-hmm. uh, on Cypress Mountain, particularly with your mild temperatures. Yes, yes. So tell me, um, okay, so this is kind of appropriate because the Olympics opens mm-hmm. in a few mm-hmm. short weeks. And Sierra Sill, as you mentioned, good for gardeners, good for active people, good for athletes. Have you been able to, to support any of Canada's Olympic athletes with, uh, with Sierra Sill? Well, we don't know on the Canadian team if any individuals are using it. We hope so. But we do know that the U.S. bobsled team asked us to courier them uh, some product to their training in Switzerland Wow! Uh, to help them with the uh, last stretch of the training. Huh. And I know their 36-year-old captain was pretty excited because he's uh, made their team for the third time. He'll be in his third Olympics. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, come on, Canada. Let's get going. I was going to say. So you <laughs> did... we, we, we did include a note that we, we wish them very, very well and hope that they came second. I was going to say, either <laughs> that or you, you actually took out, humor. <laughs> yeah, took out the Sierra Sil and put in like jelly beans or something. You know, you didn't Absolutely. really send Sierra Sil, did you? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Sierra Sil is sports certified, so uh, competitive athletes can use it. We're looking forward to, after the Olympics, doing some research with the Canadian uh, Sports Centre, mm-hmm. uh, Pacific Region. They want to work with some rowers and swimmers. Uh, there's definitely athletes report great results. Uh, I know some of the NHL players are using it, uh, not a lot at this stage, but a few, and mm-hmm. uh, some of the CFL players. So, you know, you don't have to be a, a boomer uh, or no. a little bit older to uh, <clears throat> to get those sore joints and aches and want to recover faster from exercise. Uh, even uh, elite athletes uh, want to do that. And mm-hmm. It's uh, well, it's all good news. Um, just watching a basketball game last night, uh, my son commented that he thought Steve Nash was looking a little old these days. I think he's um, not, you know he's probably thirty five or something, but he's looking old. Might want to see if he he might need some. Yeah, or a new barber. I'm not sure. <laughs> He needs some, yeah, or some sleep. I don't know. He just looked really bad last night. <laughs> so. But uh, no doubt he's a great athlete. Oh, no and, question. Uh, I'm sure he would. Uh, he's an amazing. Benefit. He's an amazing athlete, particularly yeah. considering how old he is. You know, he does very well. Well, all right. So, well, so that's all good, and I, I'm glad. I hope that the athletes can be using it, and I know I might even need to uh, consider some as gardening season comes because you know it happens to all of us. First day out in the garden, we're so keen, we're ready to go, down on our hands and knees doing things, and hurting the next day. Right. So, probably a good idea to be, you know, proactive. Right. Take some Sierra Sil for a few weeks prior to first gardening day. And let me well, and be ready to go. That's a suggestion I really appreciate. And, mm-hmm. and you know, you talked. To, you were talking about spider plants before the break mm-hmm. and how they help to clean the air. Mm-hmm. And we've also got research that shows that Sierra Cell helps to clean the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, it actually helps to help detoxify the body and pull wow. heavy metals out. And so that's very, very exciting news. And and so I do encourage yeah. people if, if if they can give us a call mm-hmm. uh, at eight seven seven joint fourteen mm-hmm. and uh, let after either now or after the program, mm-hmm. and we would be. Uh, Delighted to try and answer any questions. Okay, that number again is 877-JOINT-14 or 877-564-6814, correct? Yep. And let us help. Let us be part of your New Year's resolution to be uh, healthy and more active, and uh, we really don't think there's, uh, there's lots of things that can help you with the healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, just getting out in the garden helps you be healthy, mm-hmm. and, but uh, to help with that more active, we really think that Sierra Sil's, uh one of the best products available. Be good, good to you, in other words. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. And also for anybody who would like to check your website, because you have a great website, it's www.sierrasil. So S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. 
So Sierra Lake the Mountains, S-I-L dot C-A. And, yeah, there's good, very good uh, information on the website as well. So definitely worth, uh, worth following up on. And thank you very much, Michael, well, thank for you. And I do telling hope, us about it. I do hope your listeners will give us feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd like to hear from, from people who try Sierra Sill. We uh, want to hear the good and, the, uh, and even when it doesn't meet expectations right. because we do yeah. have a full satisfaction guarantee, mm-hmm. and that helps us do a better job in the future. That's Excellent. right. If people are not satisfied, for, it's a 14-day guarantee, full money returned, right? Absolutely. Good stuff. Thanks, Michael. You do a good job. And uh, Elliot, thanks you. And I do too. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a pleasure to be on air with you. And I really uh, uh, enjoy your program the odd time that I can tune in on the uh, internet to hear it. And uh, wish you all the best. Thank thanks, you. Michael. You too. Take care. Thank you. There we are. Michael Bentley, all the way from Vancouver. That's right. And, and like Michael said, he loves to get the, st- the stories. Yeah. And so do I. So don't hesitate. Email me as well if you wish. C. Dobbin, so my initial C, and then Dobbin, D-O-B-B-I-N, at am740.ca. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Getting to the root of a growing dilemma. This is the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Hi, I'm Frank Proctor, the sous chef, welcoming you aboard. And uh, Laura from Ajax, thank you for being so patient and waiting through the uh, interview with Michael. And welcome to the show. Hi. Good morning, Laura. Good morning, Charlie. Uh, my call is about uh, amaryllis mm-hmm. I was given as a gift. Mm-hmm. And uh, it came as a huge bulb with a flower pot, uh, mm-hmm. soil, everything. Mm-hmm. And I planted it and put it in the bedroom there, mm-hmm. and it's grown two feet. <laughs> Overnight, probably. <laughs> six weeks. It's six weeks. I believe it. It's grown two feet, <laughs> and I have four beautiful uh, large red flowers oh, on the one thick stem. Yep. And there's two more shoots coming up. Oh, from great. It. Now, my question is, <clears throat> uh, I was told that it will flower four times. Is that correct? No. What'll happen is perhaps the bulb you were given is such a big bulb, it may end up having four different flower stems. Right now you have one in bloom and two more coming. So each of those very phallic-looking stems coming up are flower stems. Okay, yeah, I figured that. So if somebody said it'll bloom four times, whoever, whoever gave it to you may have bought this as a very special bulb that it's kind of guaranteed to have four flower stems, which is amazing. That's that's really quite the bulb if it'll do that. Because we usually get extremely excited if we can get two or three yeah. flower stems from one bulb. You always get one. That, you know, It's a maturity thing. It's a question how big the bulb is and how juicy and full of energy. So if it was that big, perhaps, yeah, yeah. you might get a fourth uh, flower stem this growing season. Okay. okay. And also... When the flowers come off the four that I have there, mm-hmm. um, do I pick them off and that's it? Or can I replant it outside or take it out or okay. what? These are great questions. What I would do is the, the stem that's currently f- blooming right now with those big red trumpet-shaped oh, flowers. Oh, beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. They'll last. If you can particularly keep them cool, uh, the cooler the temperature, meaning, you know, six, between 60, 70 degrees. That's what I have it in. It will last longer. Mm-hmm. Once those flowers are done, though, and the, the 
color is faded and they're hanging there limp, just get out some scissors and cut the top of the flower stem just below where that flower came from. Okay. So you'll leave the green stem. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be that pretty, but it is good to leave it there because that green stem will photosynthesize and fatten up the bulb for next year. Oh, wonderful. So you'll do that with each of the flower stems as they go through this process of growing and fading. You'll remove the dead flowers, but leave the stem. Okay. Along the way, some leaves are going to emerge as well. So big green strap like leaves are going to emerge at the base of the bulb. They're not Mm -hmm. going to get tall like the flowers. They're going to stay only, you know, six inches tall. Okay. You're going to allow those green leaves to grow. You're going to allow those green flower stems to slowly but surely fade away. And eventually they, the flower stems will, will disappear and you'll just cut those out. But you'll have a plant with green leaves. Okay, so and that will be nice too. That's right. Now, now at that point, you it's usually you know kind of April or May. That plant can go outside oh, and good. be treated as an outdoor plant. Oh. However, you won't leave it outside. It's okay. a tropical plant, and it will die if you leave it out over the winter. Yeah, that's what I figured. So, what this is where you make a choice. You either leave it outside as a green plant all summer. Mm-hmm. Before frost, you bring it in, mm-hmm. and this is what I would do if you can: is bring it in, you know, kind of late August. Mm-hmm. Stop watering, uh, put it into a dark, cool spot in your home in late August, and just leave it alone. Don't water, don't do anything. All those green leaves will die back. Uh, you leave it for at least six weeks, even eight weeks. So we're talking September, October. By November, you take it out of that dark spot. You give it some water, give it some sunshine, and it'll all start to grow for you again. And the first thing that should come up are more flower stems. Wonderful, wonderful, good. Also, while you were saying leave it in a dark spot, uh, I planted three little apple seeds and another little pot with two orange seeds. Mm -hmm. And I put it behind a cupboard and left it. When I looked, you know, a couple of months, the end of the winter, There was four shoots, and they were about four inches high. Yeah. Green leaves and all. Very sweet. And they're very spindly, so you took them out of the dark and gave them some light, I hope. That's right. Good. And not only that, then I took it out for the summer, and now they're about nine inches. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's real. And that's from little seeds, apple yeah. seeds. And so and you, you, left, you left them outside, or did you bring them in for the winter? I brought them in for the winter. Okay, so the apples should be able to stay outside over the winter, but not the oranges. Okay. 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 I brought them all. All, in. all right. That's okay. great. Good stories. Yeah, thank you, Charlie. Thanks so much, Laura. Thank you, Laura. Bye. Thanks Bye-bye. for uh, calling Bye. in from okay. Ajax. And we're going to be taking a little trip right here in town to uh, speak to Klaus in just a moment after these words on AM 740's Charlie Dubbin Garden Show. Through rainy days and long droughts, infestations, and early frost, she's the one constant in your garden. You're listening to the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And uh, let's say hi to Klaus in Toronto. Hi, Klaus. Good morning. Uh, Good morning. Uh, I would like to ask what you could do for uh, uh, peach leaf curl. So you have a peach trees and the green leaves curl up and look all crazy in and around June every year with kind of even a red tinge to the green leaves. Tell me, do you ever use dormant spray on your peach trees in early spring in March or April? Yes, I, I used to, excuse me. 
I used to use it, yes. Okay, so in order to control peach leaf curl, which is actually the name of the disease, what it looks like and that's what it's called, it's a fungal disease, the only way to control that will be to use dormant spray, so that's the horticultural oil mixed with lime sulfur, when the peach trees are still dormant, so that, like I say, could be... April, probably in Toronto it would be in April. It might even be late March, depending on the spring. A thorough spraying then. You may still see some evidence of peach leaf curl this spring or summer. Clean up, never let those leaves stay on the property. That's a real, you know, hygienic thing to control the spores by controlling the the debris that the spores might come from. And then do another spray with the dormant spray in the fall when the trees become dormant. So again, probably October. Uh, Working around temperatures, got to be above zero. Working around rain, because you don't want any precipitation for at least 24 hours after you spray. But just look for those weather conditions, get a hold of that spray, and that is your best control for that disease. Okay? Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, I heard uh, last Saturday a lady, she was asking about lice on flowers. Yes. Yeah, I have read in a magazine that if you put in the water which you used to to water the flowers, mm-hmm. if you put in cologne, that would get rid of the lice. Put in cologne? Yeah, cologne. Okay. So it's the alcohol. Um, no, yeah, I wouldn't. The, yeah. It says the lice wouldn't. They don't like the smell of it. <laughs> <laughs> They'll leave for the smell. You never know. Yeah, that's well, possible. Never... <laughs> yeah, I haven't tried it, but... No. <laughs> let, us know, let us know how that works out, Klaus. <laughs> well, honestly, yeah, Klaus, thank you for that. But I wouldn't recommend cologne in the water when I'm watering plants. However, you could use the little Q-tip dipped into the cologne, and then you touch your Q-tip onto the backs of any insects that are on your plants, and that will kill them. But the uh, cologne will also be very hard on the plants. So you want to keep the cologne away from the plants and put it strictly uh, and make those lice smell nice and watch them curl up and die at the same time. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Klaus. Thanks, Klaus. Uh, on we go. Well, one final caller. If you can yep. squeeze that in, I'm glad you've hung around there. Christina in Barry. Hello and good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I have a question about hibiscus. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one I have is about three years old, mm-hmm. and it's a bush. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, it's about four feet tall. Okay. Um, I leave it outside for the summer, and I bring it in for winter. Right. And I keep it in, during winter in the uh, room uh, facing south, so there is a lot of light. Yeah. Uh, for the first two winters, I had Beautiful blooms all winter inside. Mm-hmm. The, the bush was covered. Mm. Now, this winter, uh, right now, I just have one flower bud on the bush. Mm. Um, is there any food that I should be feeding the plant with or... Well, we are getting to that time of year that it is appropriate to consider starting to feed our indoor plants based on new growth. Mm -hmm. If you start to see new growth, new green tips uh, in the case of a hibiscus, uh, many of our house plants are loving these longer days. So we will start to see a bit of a a flush of growth. Yes, you can support that growth with a a house plant fertilizer. Generally, with a hibiscus, I would go with a 15-30-15 formula. 
15. That's right. So 15-30-15. Uh, miracle Grow, I believe, is 15-30-15. Okay. So, you know, follow instructions, mix with water, uh-huh. and water the plant with that. That will encourage growth and flowers. Well, the growth is, is magnificent. Yeah, it the sounds leaves, it. Uh, there are lots of new leaves constantly, but the, the blooms, uh, I was very disappointed this winter. Yeah, you didn't get as many. Well, the buds would have formed, believe it or not, last fall. Uh-huh. Um, that's when a lot of those buds would have started. And I find with hibiscus, once they start to flower, sometimes they just keep going. But, but certainly giving a little bit of fertilizer is not a bad idea because that will encourage flowering for sure. Uh-huh. All righty. May I have one more question? No, I'm oh, so no. sorry. We're out of time. <laughs> and do much. call next week. Thank you. Thanks Look so forward much, to Christina. Talking to that, Christina. Well, <laughs> Frank wants to get to his show. Well, I got a, I've got a raft of uh, wonderful interviews to do. <laughs> do you? Interesting people, interesting topics, and plus the best music anywhere here on AM740. Well, you're like, so what? You're like... Kind and then I'm coming kind of... coming down to this show, are you? <laughs> no, you are the best of the best. We are, we are. Well, you thank know. you, Frank. And thanks. I hope you do have a great show coming up. Big thank you to Andre. He sat in beautifully for Grace. And big birthday greetings to Grace. Yes. Uh, and thank you so much to Michael Bentley. It was great having a chat with him. Sure and was. Getting some updates on what's going on in Vancouver. See everybody next week. And let's talk more about gardening then. You've got it, Charlie. Thank you. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.